time. That's what I'm saying, Victor. Just the reason I got a car is so I don't have to knife fight people on a trolley, okay? It's not about, like, you know, having freedom or anything like that. It's about not having to fight a hobo for a for a seat. Quit. Yeah, it's it's tough. The trolley is, um... It, it's, it's, it's Thunderdome. It's kill or be killed. At 34 miles an hour, basically. It's... <laughs> It's the jungle. I spent most of my time on there trying to figure out how not to get hepatitis, okay? Judge was showing me his blade, and uh, yeah, I, I think I, he got it to defend himself on the trolley. Yeah, no, but I haven't ridden the trolley in a while. No, I got this It looks like a regular old pen, and then, you know, when someone steps up to him, he's going to hold it to their uh, abdomen. I'm going to wave it around a little bit. No, you wave and it around. And then release the blade as it's already in their abdomen. Uh, okay, that's ooh, that, that's a good way to go actually. That's no. I kickstarted this uh, pen knife thing cuz it look it's really classy actually. It's um it's like one of those bolt action pens but instead of a pen, you got a D2 tool oh. steel knife. It's really nice. Oh cool. It's got a really heavy action. I like playing with it. Apparently it might be slightly illegal. Just a little bit. Probably. It looks kind of illegal. Uh, because you're not supposed to have a, a knife disguised as a uh, as anything else. So no cane swords, no pen knives. Uh, anything like that. No, uh, no belt buckle knives. Yeah. So I may have just admitted to a crime on a recording. Yeah. So he has it, a knife that appears to be a pen. Or maybe if I write like knife on the, on the, uh, at first, but then he sticks, you know, he presses a button and the blade pops out. Okay. I don't press a button. It's not like that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bolt <laughs> that you push forward. Jesus. I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> you've got like a knife and everything. Like you've got. You're just walking around and you're eating cotton candy or something. I pull out like a that. knife to my cotton candy knife and yeah, I gotta I gotta shear some of this. A knife off. pops out of the cotton, cotton candy. I got one of those things where you stomp your heel and the, and the knife comes out the toe. Yeah, which is utter bullshit. That's that's never a thing. Or you've got like a notepad where like you swing it open and it's like a it's big a, huge it's blade. It's like a fan blade, like yeah. the Chinese like the Chinese <laughs> fan blade. Like, okay, so <laughs> how about we get to yeah we get to work on this. Okay. Um, Okay, so you had more stuff you wanted to talk about from the last show. Uh, you wanted to talk about more of the ideas you didn't get to use in the first the first time around. Yeah, some story ideas uh, that we didn't get to do. And some um, of these are a little risque. Yeah, thanks for the the lead the, in. The, lead, the heads up for everybody. And look, uh, if you don't reason- want to hear these story ideas. You can just turn it off right now. Uh, no, no. Here, I, I will put in where <laughs> where the show talk ends. How about that? Don't turn it off. Just skip ahead to where I tell you to skip ahead. I will record a voiceover uh, now. Okay. So let, let's start with the... But the if you're le- brave enough. Too late for that, man. I already put in the thing. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about the less risque one first, and then uh, I'll give you another heads yeah. up for, for that. Because, you know, Vic Valentine is like a celebrity character on the show. He's a Hollywood type, full yeah. on, in every way. It's like a B-list kind of movie. Someone who's very successful back in the day, but no longer... Kind of like Charlie Sheen or something, you know. It's yeah. Kind of like a Charlie Sheen character, and um, I've always we one of the things that we're still working on doing is recording like uh, or filming movie trailer type things, you know. Oh yeah, like the based Quint- on like the Tropic Thunder like trailers, Quint- like Quentin Tarantino style or Tropic Thunder style, where they, yeah. they were like Grindhouse, they had a bunch of fake trailers. Yeah, those are oh, great. Grindhouse has fake trailers. I gotta check those you ever, out. Yeah, you ever see the movie uh, the, the Grindhouse movie? No. That's where they got the um the machete um concept <laughs> from. Oh <laughs> really? They literally like. They just cast Danny Trejo for that trailer. Yeah. And then people love the idea so much, he got two movies out of it. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. So, um, but I really wanted to do... So the, the trailers are probably going to happen, so it doesn't really count as something that we didn't do. But you haven't done idea. it yet. 
Yeah, so maybe it does count. But I wanted to make a commercial. Oh, yeah? Because, you know, Vic Valentine doesn't do movies anymore. He's, like, doing commercials. Right. right? And a commercial for um, anal cream. Really the highest concept comedy there is. Yeah, and so um, this one probably won't happen. But uh, it's this anal cream called uh, Vesuvius. Oh, God. And uh, I was thinking about calling it hemorrhoidal cream. But I think just calling it anal cream is actually funnier. Yeah, I think it's a little funnier. Because it's like, what is it for exactly? Just Just general purpose. General purpose anal anal cream. cream. You got a problem with your anus? Leakage? Roids? uh, Chafing? Use the cream. And the idea was like, you know, step one, dim the lights. (laughs) Oh, no. These are the, this is the process, the process for applying the uh, anal cream. It's like pure Vic Valentine wrote this, this commercial. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Vic, see, this is the idea is that Vic Valentine is doing things that he doesn't want to do. Oh, he like he'd rather be doing like you know movies, like a, a like a high end like um, liquor commercial. Oh yeah, or know, like probably. or, or like one of those fragrance commercials where he's yeah. he's driving a car. Yeah, and he's with he's you know with chicks and stuff. Oh and yeah, he's like you know cars and mansions and stuff. But no, he has to do this low anal, end anal cream, <laughs> this anal product. And uh, anal gel. Anal, no. A gel. Wow. This is now in cream <laughs> and gel. Yeah. So step one, you know, would be dim the lights. Step two would be like uh, set the mood. A little music. Yeah. So these are the official steps of applying it. Wow. And then when we got to about step 10, you'd, it'd be like open the jar. This is a... <laughs> you know? This is great. And then, um, you know, test the waters, dip your toe, dip your, dip your toe. into the... Uh, <laughs> Don't dip the gel. You, don't dip your taint in first. You really, you, yeah. you don't like. It's, I think it's a little different. You don't dip your toe. You you start like the taint. Yeah. Yeah. Then then you work your way up if it's if it's warm enough. Yeah. You get yourself used to it. <laughs> so that was an idea that um, people thought were funny, but you know I, I can't really get anyone to like uh, to back film. me back me on that. I, I listen. You have my backing one hundred percent already. <laughs> and uh, there's another idea that I'm surprised that we kind of did and we filmed. Oh yeah. And that was um, for Totally Awesome, Super Awesome Showdown, which is part of the vault and the backlog of shows that we've done that have yet to be released. But I'm working on releasing. Oh, yeah? So Totally Awesome, Super Awesome Showdown, that was back in 2016, a long time ago. Was that the, the one vault. we filmed at the, at the um, in Balboa Park? Yeah. Oh, nice. At Balboa Park. And um, it was Back to the Future themed. Oh, that was that, that was, so that was a ton of fun to do. We filmed the climax of Back to the Future for the climax of the show. Right. But that was just the lead-in to, like, the match, right? Exactly. So we went to this parking lot, and we got, like, an actual 80s car. Yep. You dressed up as Biff. I dressed up as 80s version of Biff. Biff. So think about it this way, like, in Back to the Future, it was uh, 1985 or something? Something like that, yeah. No, no, it it was 80s in in their modern time. Yeah, it was 1985, and they had to go back to to 1955. Yeah. 30 years Right, so we're in 2016, and we have to go back 30 years to to the 80s, uh, Wait, 1986. Yeah. So it was kind of like a kind of a Back to the Future tribute, and there's a scene where uh, Biff is um, taking charge. Is of, that the word we want to we want to <laughs> use? He's uh, taking charge of Marty's mom, right? Yeah, I think against the, her will. I think the the word is <laughs> attempting to to sexually assault. <laughs> I wanted to go light, you know, I want to go light. Sexual assault sounds so heavy. I think if you, I think. It's so heavy, Doc. I think think taking it too lightly is also a mistake. (laughs) It's like, I don't think anyone would like it if you described what Harvey Weinstein did as taking charge. (laughs) 
yeah. he, he was taking charge of his of his company. And, you know, <laughs> well, again, you know, I added that it was against the girl's will. Yes, it was. He didn't want to take. You know, it's you're taking charge against someone else's will is not good. I, yeah, no, I fully understand. Listen, I understand where you're coming from, and I understand you don't condone anything he did. But you also have to take into account he got off rather light for attempted rape. Yeah. So we actually he did. Uh, but we filmed that. We actually filmed that scene. Yeah, that was no. That, I mean, the, it was a tribute to a movie. So it, and uh, I, you know, Vic Valentine is is a bad guy. Is a, a, he had to get re- he had to be really bad in this. Oh yeah, no. Vic Valentine's kind oh, yeah. of a light heel. He's kind of a house party kind of heel where mm-hmm. it's a bad guy where it's not really not really bad guys. He's not know? like you know murder you or anything yeah. like that or destroy. They're just kind of assholes, you know. Yeah. Even the bad guys aren't really that horrible. Bad. But this, you know, I was sexually sexually assaulting, as you say. Yes. Attempting to sexually assault a a minor at this point. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh god, <laughs> high school girl, you know. And Vic uh, Valentine was still of uh, normal age. It was normal. He just went back in time. <laughs> and uh, Jalapeno actually went to high school in the eighties, so that meant that meant Jalapeno was like, you know, he must be fifty or something now. But right, Jalapenos has slow aging because yes, he's he, an alien. He's an alien. He, he's whatever age he wants to be. You know, we filmed that, and uh, you know that was kind of. That was kind of hard to do, but like I think I got away with filming that because it was a remake exactly. of a film. But I had another idea for no, another. But no, back to that really quick. Before that, you sold that really well. You looked like if you, I, I was there for the filming, yeah. and you looked like a bad man in that. It was <laughs> it was clear that you were you were a bad you were yeah. evil in that one. Yes, no, yeah. Stay tuned, everyone, because you're gonna be able to see this on Patreon and eventually YouTube. Oh yeah, later in the year, hopefully. Us using other people's intellectual property for our own benefit. Uh, tribute. Tri- tribute. We'll call it a tribute. Yes. An homage. <laughs> I know. We we're just talking about how we're going to sue Disney for Love and Thunder, but we straight up. We we ripped off. Uh, was it Universal? Universal, yeah. Ooh. Well, yeah, let's say Universal, less evil than Disney. Yeah. I'm betting Disney, pretty evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to Universal Studios. Oh, yeah, you did recently. recently. Yeah. And so I have some thoughts on that. But I want to get to the. Let's the just next, do this first, then we'll go to talk. Then the next, the next idea that I wanted to do was another take charge kind of scene now when and you say was, take charge <laughs> so you know how uh we did the thing where hilda and vic got married yes well i had another idea that uh didn't really pan out i couldn't really sell to anybody else yeah and it was um we're living we're forced to live with each other under colloquian law right right because you won the colloquian quo match or yeah. no she won the colloquian yeah. quo match so um i'm her husband and so she needs when she needs her like um satisfaction her when she has her needs she comes to vic valentine asking for it right right because it's her right to take what she needs <laughs> thank god these are alien laws <laughs> oh god <laughs> even though you know it's married is part of the rules right so what happens is vic valentine doesn't want to because vic valentine is not attracted right to uh romantic romantically attracted to hilda romantically or otherwise right mm-hmm. so what happens is um she comes up to him uh oh, he's Lord. standing against a wall she puts her hand against the wall Oh, that's a classic. Uh, that's a classic yeah. uh, move. She corners him, and then what happens is uh, this is how I was going to do the scene. Um, and she's taller than you, so it would work. Yeah. So Vic Valentine gets kind of scared. He, you know, he can't get out of the way, right? Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, she grabs one of his hands, puts it up, and there's like a there's a restraint in the back. Oh wow! She she was ready for this. Yeah. So it latches into a restraint. I'm like, no, stop, stop. But like in a not in a fun way. <laughs> not in a fun way. <laughs> and it, right. What was going to happen is it was going to. We'll see Hilda from behind, right, cornering Vic. Right. And we'll we're looking at 
Vic from the front. What's the, what's the lighting zooms, motif? It's kind of dark. Okay. Any color? It should be red. It should be red. <laughs> yeah, red. Okay, good, good. It zooms in on my eye, right? Right. And then it, when it zooms back out from my eye, Vic Valentine is sitting on a bed, naked, <laughs> and oh, uh, upset. And then we see, come into frame, Hilda zipping up her pants. <laughs> oh, God, there's a reason this didn't get done. And then just uh, walking off. <laughs> Does she say, make it make me a sandwich at some point? No, I think she doesn't say anything. She just kind of like leaves. It's probably better that way. Yeah, I wanted to do that scene. But um, I was advised against it. And, uh... No, I think that was good advice. That was, that was excellent, that was excellent, excellent advice. No, listen, I, I understand going all the way so, with this concept. Yeah. But everyone needs an editor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought, you know, I thought it was a good idea, too. But now thinking about it. Um, I mean, there are kids at that show. Yeah. It, uh, see, I, I wanted to do the, the sexual assault scene tastefully. Yeah. I've always wanted to do like a a fake kind of movie love scene. Mm -hmm. But then I thought that, you know, that would be it. That would be the love scene that we would do. Kind of like I wanted to do kind of like a The Room love scene. Oh, yeah, where it's super weird and awkward. And, you know, he's like hitting the belly button. (laughs) But, you know, I guess that's uh, that's what you got to do. There's plenty of more where that came from. There's more story ideas. We got like... We'll get to them in the next. Yeah, we got years of creativity. Those are just two. And make... Oh, yeah. Of the many ideas that uh, will or will not be used for Super Awesome Showdown. Hey, listen, and we got recording equipment. We got connections. We could do our own weird indie flick where you get molested by a woman who's got a foot and a half on you. Like, we, we can make well, this Well, when you put it that way, yeah. It's not a fetish <laughs> of mine, but maybe it is. Hey, listen. Uh, I think we should just go to the next topic. We now. should go to the next topic. Listen, <laughs> uh, we, we're, we're learning things about ourselves, and maybe we need to do this in, in baby steps. All right, we're so, learning things about ourselves before an audience. Before an audience. And listen, this is how we bring in listeners, is we, we make ourselves open and vulnerable to them. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's move on to talk portion. How about that? Music to my ears, Spike. Okay, so I heard about this Taco Bell Hotel in Florida. And oh, the Taco Bell Hotel. And that it really, it feels like something Florida would do, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think here, um, <laughs> let, me show you, let me show you the picture. I mean, if let you're going to have the Florida man story... This is they it. need the setting of the Taco Bell Hotel. Oh, yeah, I know. And let me show you this picture of one of the rooms. And I love this thing. It looks like you're sleeping on a giant um, taco or burrito wrap. It does. It looks... Right? It, everything is, like, perfectly on brand. They literally have a painted on the wall a packet of fire sauce. <laughs> like, this, this is... A popular sauce. A, very popular. Oh, no. No doubt. The fire sauce <laughs> is their premier sauce. But... My question is, like, it looks like a rather nice hotel room, except for the fact that everything is colored like they're wrappers. Yeah. <laughs> so is this for people who really love Taco Bell but want to have diarrhea in a different location than what they normally do? Yeah. I mean, I probably. I don't want to deal with, with, the, with the taco shits at my home. That was just the bedroom. I don't know what the bathroom looks like. I, I wonder pretty... if it's, like, red or fiery red or something like that. No, it's just a hole in the ground with a drain, <laughs> and there's a hose. You hose everything down it. The hole has to be really big for the, to accommodate spray. Oh no, it's, spray. See, it's all it's all tile. Yeah. So you can just go wherever, yeah. and then you just take the hose and just, just hose everything everything down. into the drain. <laughs> that's that's the bathroom. That's a Taco Bell bathroom. That's the Taco Bell bathroom. That should be the Taco Bell bathroom. They're thinking outside the bun right there. <laughs> I really do like Taco Bell style though. I mean, their color motif is pretty good. Of all the uh, places and their design, like the shapes they use, of all the places that I, the fast food places that I frequent. Taco Bell has the the best design scheme. They've got good colors. 
They got the purple and the orange thing going, you know. They've got good graphic design on their menus. You see, this is the thing I never it's think a, about. It's a callback to like, you know, the 90s. It, and it I think feel. they really got that. They really got their today's idea yeah. from Demolition Man. Oh yeah, I remember that. That that was one of my favorite parts of that movie. I actually, own Taco Bell has such good designs that I own a Taco Bell T-shirt. The Taco Bell from Demolition Man. That's um, that's a bold statement, man. I mean, as an artist, you would know. So that seeing that Taco Bell hotel is, it's not just random. They knew what their Taco Bell actually is very. They're very conscious of their appearance. Yeah. And their branding, Con- conscious. Con- yeah, no, yeah, they're cognizant or conscious. They're both conscious, words are yeah. Cognizant. And, no, it feels like that. And uh, no, it, it's How weird. Well? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. weird to have a place yeah. that has pretty much the worst food yeah. <laughs> and the best design choices. That that's one way of putting it. I mean, realistically, like if you want to eat a bunch of food for cheap, you can you can go there, order like fifteen pounds of food, hand them twenty dollars, and get nineteen dollars and seventy eight cents back. Yeah, I mean. I discovered it once when I was broke and poor and young, yeah. and I said, "Oh wow, I can I can eat a meal for a dollar. <laughs> I'll eat breakfast, lunch, and by dinner, I was on the toilet for hours." Taco Bell has I like their Doritos Locos tacos. That's a guilty. It's a guilty pleasure. It's a guilty oh, yeah. pleasure. But seeing that that um, I'm not sure I want to live in their their uh, <laughs> merchandising though. I don't want to live in their packaging. No, I think I, felt, I feel like it's kind of uh, anxiety inducing to live in all those colors and all those that design scheme. Yeah, it looks like you're in what they would generously refer to as the dining area of their. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what they do. Like every every fast food joint says, "Oh, here, take this to the dining area." Like you like you dine on Taco Bell. <laughs> Here's our finest. Uh, Here's our finest plastic silverware, <laughs> and the best plastic. The best, oh, the if finest. you want to release the spork from the plastic, you just <laughs> slam it, on, slam the it table. on the table. It's like, oh, thank you. Spocky side up. I see you wore your <laughs> finest sweatsuit here. <laughs> He's just putting the Taco Bell branded napkin into the collar of it. Our special today is the uh, El Gordito. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the El Gordito. <laughs> The Gordito Supreme. <laughs> now with 75% less human meat in it. You know what I had was really bad, actually? What? Recently. Burger King's um, taco. Oh, God. Why Why did Burger King do a taco? Yeah, Burger King did a taco. And um, I watched f- food review uh, videos on YouTube. Now, I remember the one guy you showed me who was yeah. like... Review bra. Oh, God. That guy is a... <laughs> that guy is a lizard person. He's at least part bird or something. Yeah. He's no, but a, go go ahead yeah. with your thing. So review bra, everybody. But um, yeah, I had the uh, the Burger King taco, and it yeah. sucks. It's how go figure. It's the, probably one of the worst tacos that I've ever eaten in that, my life. I mean, that's like going to Papa John's for a salad. What the hell? <laughs> it was really disappointing. <laughs> it was an aberration to tacos, really. No, I can. It I'm, was like their interpretation. It was like it was to tacos what um, time it was owes the room is to movies. Actually, you know, the room is actually enjoyable. Yeah, because it's this so bad, worse. it's good. You, yeah. have to, you, you don't have to put the room in your mouth. Yeah. Maybe that's a jack-in-a-box taco is the room. But, yeah. But this Burger King taco is just horrendous. Oh, God. I, I'd say I never got, like, jack-in-the-box tacos, I didn't even get those. Because, like, I've had those before, and it's just, like, it's meat inside of, like, like a vacuum-pressed taco <laughs> shell. And then they'll throw in, like, a slice of American cheese for the cheese. It's like, that's not... Oh, taco cheese. No, none of this is right. Why would you do this? <laughs> There's someone in like the Midwest or something who's like, oh, this is this is the taco. Oh yeah, this is Mexican food, right? Oh, this is Mexican. I can food. get it from Taco Bell. This is excellent. Oh. 
Oh, Jesus. This is what they have to eat in Mexico? No wonder they're trumping the border. Oh, God. No, no. If, yeah, if, if that's all I had to eat in Mexico, yes. I'd Or here, I'd leave to yeah. Canada. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, are we just all escaping our shitty food choices? That's it. Yeah. No. That's uh, maybe this explains the politics of the world. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. How about this? Let's shift over to uh, something I want to talk about now. Right. I, I really like the show Forge and Fire because I got a little knife making shop in my garage, and um, Sam likes watching this show that's very similar called Blown Away, where they do glass work. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm, I, I watched a couple episodes while waiting uh, for you to get ready for the podcast. And what'd you get from Blown Away? Okay, so it's pretty much Forged in Fire with a different, like, musical motif and a way better prize. Like, they get, like, 30 grand. <laughs> no, I think it was, like, 60 grand. So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's tens of thousands of dollars more. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to go back to your own shop to do it. Like, the people on Forged in Fire, they fly them in for a day. Force them to make a knife in three hours in like surrounded by like three different 18,000 degree forges. Yeah. I've seen like three episodes where people have almost passed out and then they have to fly them back to their, their home forge to make a better knife that they always have a shitload of trouble like dealing with. They always like, like hurt themselves and like lose sleep and are like just sitting there doing that thing where they have their hit their palm on their forehead. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I, I can't. (laughs) And then they bring them back and like critique their hard work and and, like blown away. It's like, well, listen, this looks okay. And they they have like this, this little thing where they have like jaunty little music with like flutes and horns. And like, you see, this thing is going to have a great pour to it. It's a little too bulky. Yeah. And then whenever, whenever anyone loses, there's a lot of it's a group hug. It's always a group hug. Yeah. And like no one's like ever been injured in that show, as far as I can tell. No, it looks like they um they're pretty safe. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know like what what qualifies like yeah. one to have more money than the other, or if is <laughs> is blown away just more like fiscally responsible or what? I think blown away maybe has better sponsors. Maybe it has the art the art money it does. coming in. You know, it really does. No, yeah. They, it has the philanthropists coming in and being like, yeah, I'll. I'll contribute to the odds because, you know, glass making is more like an art. Well, it's kind of... It's more it's, recognized it's, as an art. Yeah, it's more in the art world. It's closer to the art, the fine arts world. Than, yeah. You know, knife making is like an art too. Right? Yeah. But, but it's, it's it's seen more as like a craft, like a kind of a, you know, it's a craft. It's a... No, yeah. Every time like... Um, they it's have, a trade that yeah. people do. Every time they have, every episode, there's at least one person named like Scruffy or something. <laughs> yeah. And they're from like, they're not from like the, the coasts. They're like from like the one of the Dakotas. Yeah. And they have a heavy accent. And at some point, they'll say, it's getting pretty hot in the kitchen. <laughs> and that's the, that was the quote. Like, for one season, that was like one of the quotes that one of the people said that they thought, no, this needs to go in the, in the, in the, in the, in the lead-in for every episode. Getting pretty hot in the kitchen. Yeah, except this guy is like 70, yeah. has a gray beard, and he's in the Smoky Mountains, and he, he forges out of, a, out of a shack. Oh, that'd be a good episode if his beard ever got like... You know, caught on fire or something. Yeah, I think that, like, some people have caught fire, but no facial hair in that yeah. show. I'm waiting for that. Cause I mean, the guy's probably had a long enough beard to where he oh, it would get gotten halfway fridge. through and you wouldn't even notice. Well, it. that's why they don't catch fire on it, because they, they forge so much that yeah. they've already lost the hair they're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but but uh, Blown Away, that's more like uh, art critique when you get to the end. Oh, yeah. It's, like, have you ever had an, taken an art class? Uh, I've taken one or two, yeah. Um, well... There's a style of talking mm-hmm. when you're in the art world. Um, I don't know what what it is. Or it's it's a phenomenon that happens where it's called. Um, I call it like uh, just bullshit art talk. <laughs> okay, that sounds accurate. And this is the way you have to talk when you're 
when you're uh, doing a critique. Because what we do is we'd have the week would go by, right? And we'd have an assignment, right? Yeah. Kind of like on Blown Away. It's like your assignment is um, do something involving like uh, food or something. Yeah. Uh, what, what 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 are you gonna say about food and and, and the world? And, and so stuff? you just draw like a bowl of fruit so or something. You could just do a bowl of fruit, but if you wanted to get a really good grade and you wanted to have be cool at the critique, you'd probably say something about like you know world hunger or something. Or society like that. Or as society. seen through a banana. Yeah, like society. Like you'd probably have to mention like fast food or corporations or something. Right. Like yeah. Yeah. You have to say more than just hey look at look at my composition. Did I use shading well? Yeah. So I think it's. It's almost like a challenge to get the simplest piece of art, just like a, a, a yellow sphere or mm-hmm. something, and then have the most complicated <laughs> like <laughs> critique of it or the most cop- complicated evaluation. So you have to not only critique someone else's work, but you have to defend your own piece. You have to go out there and be like, so they're like, so what is this yellow sphere? And then, you know, if you say, I don't know, I just felt like doing a yellow sphere. I just, I just didn't have time. You could say that, but... You can save your ass just by the way you talk. And this is what they do in Blown Away. You could be like, oh, well, yellow, it's the color of food. You know, uh, lemons, uh, bananas uh, are yellow. Also um, the heat that sometimes cooks the food. Yeah. Fire. It's yellow, fire. Uh, it then becomes fat in our bodies, which is also yellow. yellow. And so I'm talking about how uh, you could go, you could be healthy, but at the same time, at the moment's notice, in a split second, you could be unhealthy and turn into the shape and turn that into this the is. shape. That is, yeah. Wow. I've, this is people just justifying their existence. It's, it's just improv. Yeah. And, see, um, oh, and the one who the, the the woman who won that was the best at doing that. Oh, nice. So no, and I think that there's a big difference there because at the end of Forge and Fire, the two people come back with like a sword. Yeah. And then their colleague martial artist shows up and says, "Okay." Let's see. We uh, it feels good in the hand. It's got good ergonomics, and you see when I sliced it, the curvature of your blade functioned. It's all function. So, yeah. <laughs> and then they put it in a machine to slam against a railroad spike. Yeah. And it's like, well, you didn't lose any edge. Like, there's no damage to this whatsoever. Now let's see how it cuts through these fish. And then yeah. they have a guy slice through those fish. Yeah. And so everything is about form function. and function, and yeah. no one's saying like, well, you see, what this sword represents is the dichotomy between rich and poor. <laughs> yeah. As you can see, you used a poor material here in the handle, where you have to interface with the rich material that you use for your blade. No, it's just like, cut well, feels good in the hand, yeah. or no, your, your blade's a little fat, it chipped, and yeah. you're a, a failure. <laughs> yeah, or like, if it chips, it's like, well, I meant for it to chip. I meant for it, yeah. You see, it's chipping away at myself you know yes the sword is me i am the sword we all have these things that chip away at us whether it be you know society or uh uh part of the fishbone you know that you struck maybe you maybe you chip the fishbone maybe the fishbone chips you you don't know yeah even if you do everything right like i did where i heat treated it and used a really good metal maybe something goes wrong it's like no uh, it's like nope. They just they just hack away at a pig skull, <laughs> yeah. and whoever's blade holds up, you get ten grand. Get out. Yeah. It's like whoa, that was a good slice. Like, you oh, win. Beautiful. Yeah. You can um you can save your ass with. The I want to see a crossover. Talk around. I want to see. Oh, I want to see a crossover <laughs> where the finalists go to the blown away class and have yeah. to smash their their glassware with the swords. <laughs> oh sweet. And whoever's uh, holds up best wins each show. So how do you how do you, how do you justify? Okay, so the one that you created and blown away. Right. And you made it to be destroyed. Yeah. How do you critique that? Like, do you critique it on 
oh, you're shattered the best or something? Or It's like, yeah, well, you see, when yours exploded into a million pieces, maybe you do it in such a way that it, it doesn't, like, it uses, like, safety glass where it just breaks away into non-shards. <laughs> or perhaps uh, whoever holds up the best, it doesn't shatter. Like, you can make glass, that's probably better, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, wh- whoever's glass holds up the best wins just from a physical standpoint and then also from an artistic one. Yeah. Maybe they can do get a slow mo ca- slow motion camera in there. Oh yeah. Like, um, yeah. Well, I meant for it to explode, kind of like from all from the center, from all directions, you know. But uh, but Spherical as you can tell, as you, that's the challenge. It's like <laughs> no, it has to explode in this way. Yeah. It's like as you can tell, it just cut yours in half. And good job, Bill or Scruffy or that. It doesn't even have to be voluntary. Like just like they say, okay, you have to go invade another show on the studio lot and chop something up. <laughs> you just see. Or you know, like they could just uh, they could just do critiques for like the blades. Ooh, yeah, artistically, like artistic critiques. Oh yeah, so because some of those are really rough, like like they they mess up the like the quench and yeah. there's a crack in the blade, and then they have to make something new, and it looks like just like you took a piece of leaf spring from a car and roughly forged it into a sword, and sometimes those win. Uh-huh. But then if you have to add the artistic critique, which they never really that rare, that rarely ever comes into a, into play in the um, the final bit of Forge and Fire. Mm-hmm. It's always about like uh, unless they're really really close. Yeah. But most of the time, one does really well and the other is no has a notable flaw. So maybe like uh, maybe someone's glass piece can cut, and then someone's you know knife piece could art. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. Okay, so listen, I think we've gone long enough. I don't think we're gonna do news today because we we're going a little long here. So what I'm going to say now is thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to us. Yep, thank you. I'm Spike. I'm Victor. We'll see you next time.